0: Hi, hello. How are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life, starting today. Everything we do yields results. These results give us information. This information empowers us to make decisions on the next action we will take. Imperfect action has always been a way of movement. Jenna Kutcher. She wrote the book, How Are You Really?, which is one of my favorite freaking books. So if you've never read it, you should read it. It's real, raw, honest, and that's pretty much what I'm going to be with you guys today. I officially finished my first quarter of medical school, like just a couple of hours ago. And I went on a hike with Remy, got lost, it's just a great day to absorb some vitamin D and just be super freaking grateful. All the risks, all the mistakes, all the things that I said I couldn't do, every step forward that sometimes felt like a step back has led me where I am right now in this moment, talking to you. And so today I thought it'd be really fun to just kind of give you a life update because it's been very crazy. Like where have the last eight weeks gone? July 10th, I started my first week of medical school and it's like a rushed quarter. Typically quarters are 11 weeks, they're eight in the summer and I'm so grateful I did it. I worked really freaking hard and it was also a brutal, honest awakening of what the next few years are going to look like. In the midst of all of this, I had a near-death experience on week at week six where I'm just like, man, I'm so close to the finish. How could this happen? But it happened for me. I recovered. So, so grateful. And I triumphed on top of all of that. I taught myself the entire week of school that I missed. And I finished really strong. And I'm very proud of myself and excited for what's to come. I think if there was any time in my life that I was going to give up, I was challenged and, uh, this, this was the, uh, this was the moment that week was very trying mentally and physically. It's really hard to think when you don't have a lot of red blood cells in your body. Turns out, you know, they provide some oxygen to your brain, kind of important for thinking and learning. So there's that. After my release from the hospital, I had an appointment scheduled to cut my hair, not knowing that I was going to be in the hospital. But I went and I was like, oh, I just want to cut my hair like normal. And then I was like, you know what? No, I feel like I need to take more off than normal. And I took like four or five inches off, which is quite a bit for me. It's my hair's back up to my shoulders. It looks good. And while I was getting my hair cut, my hairdresser mentioned that uh, in the old days, people used to cut hair after trauma, like it was a release of trauma. And I was like, ooh, maybe that's why I had this urge to cut my hair. And I realized too, I've held on to my hair for a long time, even though the ends kind of got ratty and gross. They never used to when I was younger. And then I went through hormone imbalances in the past couple of years and they just, I lost a ton of hair and the length of my hair was my safety net. So it turns out you can heal your crown chakra, which is the connection to your higher self, your spirit above your head. It's a space above your head. And you can do that by cutting your hair. So when there's a blockage or an interference or you feel confused or isolated or disconnected, it's usually because your crown chakra is out of balance. So someone with a blockage here may find themselves running in circles with indecision or lack of focus or questioning their own judgments. So often we make these trips to the hairdresser and we just, you know, do whatever it is. And when I mentioned this to Cam, he was like, oh my God, is that why girls always cut their hair or do something crazy when they like go through a divorce or they're going through a midlife crisis or whatever? I was like, do they? I guess I really never paid attention. So, and you also have to think about it, like your, your hairdresser is like, kind of like a therapist, energy healer, a coach. It's just somebody, you know, they can, they know everything about everybody in the town, but also they can become your closest confidants. So next time you have a hair appointment, think about maybe why you're there, what you're doing, what's going on in your life. Usually it's a revitalizing thing and it's, there's an unbiased, you know, opinion here, but maybe it's a breakup or conflict at work or just, I don't know ready for a change. Something in your life is changing and something about cutting your hair feels really freaking good. So if life is just a series of little moments that add up, pay attention to the little moments and think about healing things outside of, you know, outside of yourself, something bigger, right? So maybe it's a guided meditation, a walk in nature for everybody. It looks different and like I said, I don't have any judgment, but when I read about this whole spiritual haircutting, I was like, this is interesting. So again, think about if your hair is a physical extension of your crown chakra above your, above your head, a space above your head, think of it like an energetic antenna, right? Connecting the spiritual and physical worlds. And so a spiritual haircut involves healing your chakras and maybe a spiritual reading, some enlightenment into your life. And it could lead to some purpose, some refreshment maybe a lighter feeling not just cuz you have less hair either it's very very interesting uh thing that i learned about that i wanted to share with you guys cuz i i never thought of cutting my hair as a spiritual awakening but uh turns out that there is some some depth to this that i found interesting so i cut my hair i spent some time in the hospital it turns out i've never spent a night in the hospital that was my first time ever 33 years old spent an overnight in the hospital 10 out of 10, don't recommend. But I also wrote a card today to my nurse in the oncology unit, because that's the unit that I stayed on. No, I do not have cancer. I was in the overflow unit. That was a very scary moment for me when I woke up and saw that. Um, But I took, I have a Polaroid camera and took a picture with Cam and I, and we put that we appreciate you, we love you. And uh, I think that we underestimate the power of what a really good nurse or a really good doctor can do for our healing that kind of care got me in and out of the hospital very quickly, combined with my mindset and my attitude towards, you know, things are happening for me and I'm going to get better very quickly. But these people go their day to day and half of them don't ever get a thank you. So I wrote a nice note. And the funny thing is I called the hospital to figure out exactly how to address it, like what floor the oncology unit was on and stuff. And the operator sent me like transferred me to the oncology unit to talk to somebody, and the nurse who took care of me is actually the one that answered answered the phone. So we got to talking, and you know, it's been a couple weeks, and she's like, "Wait, wait." oh, oh, what's, what's your boyfriend's name? And I told her and she's like, oh my God, you guys are the cutest couple. I remember. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm sorry. I didn't get to hug you. Goodbye, but I'm so happy we got you out of there. And I was like, oh, no worries at all. So it was very, very sweet. And for those of you that don't know, as a medical professional, you cannot accept gifts, uh, especially over a certain monetary amount. So just a nice card and a picture I thought might make her day. So is sent that in, out in the mail today? I have this like laundry list of things that I have time to do now, which is just so amazing. And I'm proud of myself because in these eight weeks of navigating eight to 10 hours of studying sometimes a day, I still found time for the gym every day, yoga, multiple walks outside, time with Cam, really time blocking. While running my business prior to medical school is going to serve me well going forward because I realized that there were, there were women and people in my study groups and stuff that were studying like 14 hours a day. And they just, I mean, burnout to an extreme. And if there's one thing that I took into this journey, it was this is a marathon, not a sprint. And so whatever's going on in your life, if you're running to the destination, you are missing the moment. And as much as this was very stressful and a lot for me, time blocking, walking away, not cramming, like just doing the best that I could served me well. And so going forward, I'm going to stay grounded in that. I I believe that my time spent on my podcast and writing in my journal at night keeps me focused on the moment and grateful for what I have, because ultimately that could have been taken away from me in a in a instance a couple of weeks ago. So I'm super, super grateful. And I wanted to share that with you. So quarter one of medical school is over with. I am leaving, moving to San Diego in eight days, literally eight days. And so I am flying to Phoenix. I'm driving a U-Haul to San Diego with all of my things, which I'm so excited about. Things are just things, but they make my home. And so I'm going a week before Cam and the house is literally going to be set up for him by the time he gets there. And I'm just thrilled, like super excited. I'm like, go, go hustle, pack the boxes. Everything's done. Unpack the boxes. Everything's decorated sort of person. And I think he's the one that might leave things in the box for a couple of months. So it's probably good that I'm going first. Anyway, 12 minutes from the beach, 10 minutes from school, I am just a happy Shauna. So freaking happy. And for me, it's not the place that makes me happy. It's who I'm going with and what my purpose is. And I hope that you can find that in wherever you are in your life. I don't want you to feel stuck. I don't want you to feel like you have to be somewhere. It's super important that if you want to write a book, if you want to travel the world, if you want to get married and have babies, it's what you want, not what somebody else wants for you. And I think that's just part of the healing realm. That's part of growing up. That's part of learning, right? It's, it's getting scarier, you know, I'm like 33 and I'm like, oh, that's, I, that's young. It's still young, but like, wow, I'm not in my twenties anymore. It's like these awakenings that I have more often about how quickly life goes and how impermanent it is. And so following your heart and doing it, whatever it is that you want to do, is just like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? So with all that being said, I had a little bit of a setback when it came to my health um, because of the amount of drugs they gave me. So I really refused pain medicine until I couldn't anymore. And then they dumped it on me. I'm talking like uh, the list of opioids that you can Google that I think that they gave me at all. And I feel like it still didn't like touch my pain. Um, Dilaudid and fentanyl and just everything you can think of. And all I could think about was my gut. I've worked so hard to heal my gut. And I know you guys, this was an acute emergent situation. You're like, Shauna, you're being dramatic, but it also sucks to have gut dysbiosis. And what opioids do or painkillers or narcotics, whatever you want to call them, is they activate an area of nerve cells in your brain and your body called Opioid re- receptors and they block pain signals. So they help you so you don't feel pain, right? When you're in a lot of pain. And so it can be like morphine, it can be heroin, it can be codeine, oxycodone, hydrocodone, fentanyl, all those are opioids. And when you take an opioid, typically you feel drowsy, it, you can get constipated, no, nauseous, vomiting, like all these things, right? For me, the side effects are not worth it. And it sucks because even though they like, I had to have pain medicine because I was you guys take sandpaper and think about sandpaper rubbing on your organs and like do that really, really fast and hard for like seven hours. (laughs) That's the level of pain I was in. And so obviously I needed it. But over time, you've heard of people developing opioid addictions and tolerances and stuff like that. And it's because it, it numbs, it masks things. It's kind of like sometimes you know, with marijuana or other kind of drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, it, it's very scary. And for me, I'm like, I will take it a dose of it. And then I will suffer as long as I can. And then I talked to some of my friends who are doctors and they're like, Shauna, you can have some like serious setbacks if you don't like manage your pain. And I was like, okay, so I'm not taking anything. I haven't been since like the day after surgery. Um, mostly because, again, the side effects, and I know what it does to my gut. And I also don't want to be constipated because if you've never been constipated, which I'm sure you have, because we all have, it's miserable. Okay. So there's this thing that's called opioid induced dysbiosis. So it's a condition describing the consequences of these narcotics, these painkillers on the bacterial composition of your gut. So you have this epithelial barrier in your gut, right? And you have good and bad bacteria. We've all heard about this, but this barrier modulates inflammatory pathways. Okay. So it mediates like your tolerance to opioids and like how you're feeling on them pretty much and what it allows in and out of, you know, of your cells, of your body, of your gut. And so you, in taking these opioids, you kill the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria too. It's like one of these things. And You can do like there's fecal transplants and targeted like probiotics and stuff like that that really help with this, but they wipe your bacteria in your gut. And so for me, the symptoms that came back that I was like, oh shit, it's been two weeks and I'm just now realizing that these symptoms are coming back. I'm starting to burp a lot. Like I wake up and I burp, like I take a sip of water and I burp. And for me, I've had SIBO, the small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, where it was constant burping, or you can have these really Awful smelling farts where you can't even stand yourself. Like, oh, it's like there's different types of SIBO, but ten out of ten don't recommend that. I've had leaky gut where I just like looked pregnant all the time, and so basically I was eating food, but I had holes in my intestine and they were uh, the food was going into my bloodstream. I had everything wrong with my gut, and it's taken me years to heal. So the fact that I just started burping out of nowhere, I'm like, oh no, like this is something going on with my gut. Being aware right away because i want to maintain homeostasis i want to reconnect my gut and my brain and build up that back um the good good bacteria in my gut with probiotics and stuff so be aware if you have to take a course of antibiotics or any kind of painkillers that you are wiping your gut and it's not so easy to just eat a bunch of sauerkraut and kimchi and all of that stuff it depending on the level of damage you've done to your gut and how long it's been going on, right? So for me, this was a very acute incident and it happened, but I'm also healing. My body is still like, I'm still very bruised, very, very bruised. And so with 500 different species of microflora in your in your gut, there's a lot of bacteria in your gastrointestinal tract. And so we've all heard about probiotics and prebiotics and all the things All I can do is recommend that you take some of these probiotics. Probiotics literally mean for life. But if it doesn't get better and it gets worse, because this happened to me a couple years ago, I was like, I'm doing all the right things, but I was so sick that I had to heal my gut before it could absorb anything. So I was eating all the good foods, but like I said, I had leaky gut and all of my food was like being leaked into my bloodstream. So I wasn't absorbing any of the nutrients. And my offer to you is if you've been on a course of antibiotics or anything like that for a long period of time is to get tested. Um, typically MDs do not just run tests like this. You have to find a naturopathic doctor, but I promise you it's worth it because you could be eating all the right things. And if you still feel bloated, and uncomfortable, if you're burping, gassy, whatever the case may be, you don't feel right. Trust yourself. Okay. You don't need to feel that way and you need to get tested. So you can be on the proper herbs and supplementation to heal your gut. And then all the good stuff that you're eating will be absorbed and you will be able to utilize it. Okay. So a lot of probiotics, um, they promote proper intestinal environment is pretty much like it. So you can like go poop. You can, you know, if you're pooping once every three days, that's not normal. Don't normalize that. You should be going to the bathroom, poop once or twice every day okay? We need to stimulate the movement in your GI check. Things need to be coming in and out, and it shouldn't be diarrhea. You can look up a stool chart online to see what your stool should look like, okay? And so in order to prevent, I guess you could say, prevent, for, there's prevention and treatment of gut dysbiosis. And unfortunately, after a round of antibiotics, you're just prone to, to not feeling very good. Okay. So you can get like antibiotic induced diarrhea. You can get the constipation. Um, There's like food allergies, irritable bowel syndrome. I'm sure you've heard of like traveler's diarrhea, like all these things. You can get a lot of different things. Um, And probiotic supplementation will typically help depending on how far along you are in this process, if that makes sense. So if you try some probiotics and it doesn't help, please, please, please go get tested because there's nothing that I can say on here that's going to test you because I know everybody is so different, right? I didn't realize how sick I was when I, when I got tested, I had like parasites and mold and all the things. So we're exposed to all of these things. and And if you keep guessing, you're just going to keep feeling like crap. So don't let anybody tell you that what you're feeling is normal. You know yourself better than anybody. Okay. So for me, I've been eating kimchi, and, um, sauerkraut. And I always eat that anyway. I eat a lot of yogurt, non-sweetened, just plain yogurt. I drink kefir in the morning. I have been starting my day with bone broth. Okay. Kettle and fire bone, bone broth is amazing. If you don't make your own, which is super easy to make, by the way, you just get literally bones, meat bones, and put them in a crock pot with like um, celery, carrots, onion, some spices, and water and cook it for 24 hours. And then you um, filter off the layer of fat on the top and it's delicious. I love homemade bone broth. I was making it like every week. I don't know what happened. I gotta get back on that. Um, regardless. So that's what I've been doing. I'm also taking Hydroxyl and, uh, Berberine, which helps seal your gut as well. I know this works for me. I'm taking a couple of other herbs from my naturopath. Again, you can't just take a bunch of things. When I was sick in the past two years with my gut, I was taking like 30 to 40 pills a day. No joke. But when I could like vacuum in my gut again, like suck it in, cause when you're, when you have that much, Going on in your gut, you literally cannot suck your belly in. Like, it's so miserable. Sounds weird to say, but like, try sucking your belly in. You should be able to do it. Anyway, that's what I'm doing right now. I also reach out to my naturopath who is going to get me a couple of other supplements that I know worked for me in the past. I wanted to talk about this because antibiotics and uh, you guys, even your Tylenol and your ibuprofen can wreck your gut after a long period of time, okay? I went like a year without any of that stuff until I started getting my migraines and stuff again. And then still it's peppermint oil for me. So just be mindful when you reach for the pill bottle. It's a quick fix. I recommend you get down to the root cause. Why are you feeling the way that you do? Okay. You may say, Shauna, but doctors are expensive. I can't afford it. I don't know where to go. Do your research. I promise you, you're going to go broke with your illness if you don't put some money into your wellness. Okay. And I mean this from experience, $20,000, $30,000 out of pocket for me to heal after bodybuilding. You tell me what's important. Okay. There's only one you. Now, the last thing I want to leave you with today is there are two uh, most important moments of your life. And it's called, there's a Japanese word called ikigai. And I was listening to my meditation app and I heard this and I was like, wow, what's this mean? Like, let me look this up. And it's a Japanese concept, meaning a reason for being. So the two most important moments in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Now, this isn't some message I'm leaving with you with to go like, Google, what is my purpose in life? It's something to think about. Ikigai is what you love. It's what the world needs, what you are good at, what you can be paid for. So think about your passion, your mission, your profession, your vocation. All of this should provide a feeling of usefulness, of delight, of excitement, but also a little sense of uncertainty because there is no Answer. There is nothing written in the stars, written on your wall, written on the sheetrock, written wherever you're looking, that says what your reason for being is. But in living your passion, in in serving, in a mission, in in loving your profession, in giving back, in doing what you love, you find so much of your reason for being in all of that. Take a moment and reflect on how you're spending your days, what's important to you, and why. Truly think about it, because it's not something that looks like anybody else's reason for being here. Ikigai. Think about that. So today we talked about a lot. Chakra healing, gut repair after opioids, quarter one of medical school, and for me, moving and being present with my reason for being and realizing i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be and so are you you know this near death experience brought cam and i exceptionally closer we have talked about marriage we have talked about life in a different way we've talked about just wow you're my person like i need you and this is a different feeling for me like i'm miss independent travel the world and he gives me so much of that independence but so much of me loves him and wants to be with him And be around him because I feel like he makes me a better person. It's a powerful connection to have with somebody, but you can only open up yourself to somebody and having that, to having that connection with somebody, whether it be friends, uh, you know, a lover, whatever that is, when you heal yourself, when you look inwards, when you go through the suffering, you will come out on the other side. The important thing is you pause and reflect on how you got to where you are. And if it worked for you, cool strategy in place going forward. And if it didn't bring the lesson out of it, bring the magic out of it, because ultimately there is no, there is no right or wrong. There is no answers. There's no guidebook on like, this is how you do life. So the two most important moments in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. You have a reason for being here. And I love that you share these moments with me. You matter to me. You matter to the world. I love you. Please be kind, give back, smile. And make the world a better place. Drink your water. Eat your veggies. Smile.